I, I maybe I did play at least a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> time it is when you hear that siren it's time for frank's power play take it away frank and unfortunately i have to start off with some pretty bad news What's for that, frank? my de- for the deadbeat detroit dead wings as an article was posted by ansar khan of m live on tuesday that said Ken Holland is expected to return to the Red Wings with or without a contract. And let's just say when I saw that, I uh, came real close to going. I ended up going on a profanity-laced tirade. I did not record any of it because none of it would have been appropriate to play on the air. But this is something I find interesting because there has been reports that he is going to Seattle when they come into the NHL in 2020. So some are saying that this he may just be he sitting for a while until he can take that job. But still, I just do not understand at all why they want to bring him back because if if you're if you're at a job and you're not getting good reviews and your your boss and people are saying that you're not doing a good job there's no there's no way anybody should be kept around for that. And I think it just really shows that Chris Illich, the owner, is either clueless or just does not care and will just end up continuing to lose money and bleed money and hopefully and it'll just it's just gonna end up costing him more more and more with a chance to sell the team. So, and of course, but I mean, this whole thing about him without a contract, I mean, why would you return to a job if you don't have a contract? That's something I don't understand at all. Oh, and I actually, and of course, I actually did talk with uh, Taylor Phillips about this on Tuesday, and I think we did, we did kind of come, I mentioned that we did come to the agreement that maybe he's just holding place until he can go to Seattle once they are in the league in 2020. So I don't know if it's going to be one year, if it's going to be longer, but clearly this is not a good move at all by the Red Wings and Chris Illich. It's just showing that I think this is this is one of the worst-ran organizations in sports. I put it on par with the Sacramento Kings, the New York Knicks, the Miami Marlins, San Diego Chargers. I mean, I could probably go on and on, but I mean, this is basic. But I mean, it's just turned into boner jam theater. But enough, enough of that. So I'm going to move on to some much better news. And dealing with before the you get into ja- that, did you just say boner jam theater? 
Yes, I did. Wow, deal with Frank, it. Frank, you said you coming up with the, you've been using the theater terms a lot, Frank. Boner Jam Theater. Okay, keep going. Frank. It's just, I mean, it's what is just, Boner it's Jam just, Theater? Probably the point. If I had to describe it, it's the point where things are just so bad it's become a comedy of errors. Okay, well, make sure you check out Boner Jam Theater, rated PG thirteen. <laughs> Very funny But I'm going to move on to some Better news And that deals with Winnipeg Jets goaltender Connor Hellebuck Who has been, as I mentioned The Winnipeg Jets, they were a team That has had to trust the process As then they ended up Drafting young guys Those young guys are contributing I mean, I've mentioned Patrick Line At nauseum on here but Hellebuck definitely deserves credit, too. I mean, he's eighth in the NHL with a 9-2-3 save percentage, third in total wins of 40, and I be- and according to this article that was on Bar Down, with another win in at MTS, at Bell MTS place in Winnipeg, uh, he is only one win behind... Uh, Former Calgary Flames great Nika Kiprasov for most all-time wins at home, which is 29. And he ended up getting his 28th win in a 5-4 overtime win over the Boston Bruins. So, shout out to Hellebuck because uh, right now he could he may end up being, finding himself in the thick of the Vesna Trophy race as he's got a 40-11 and nine record, and some will say he is. The most valuable player for the Jets, although Patrick Wine may have uh, a lot to say about that with his goal scoring. But I think definitely this is a Jets team that will make some noise in the playoffs. Now we'll shift attention to your team, Derek, the Chicago Blackhawks. That's right, and missing the playoffs. They, I mean, they are missing the playoffs, but this is something... This is something good that happened the other night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the, th- the, the the emergency backup goalie came in and blocked seven all seven. You shots. are at, yes, I will. I want to mention that because there. This is on uh, an accountant NBC that, that yeah, he was an accountant yes, that used Scott to play, play at Western Michigan. Yes, 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 yes. That was that is correct. As it actually started because Anton Forsberg, who has been their regular goalie with Corey Crawford being done for the year, he got hurt in pregame and couldn't go. The next guy was this Colin Delia, who was recalled from the Rockford Ice Hogs. Uh, but of course, and he was doing, and he was actually doing pretty well for Delia as he stopped 25-27. But then he cramped up and entered Scott Foster. And he was signed on an amateur tryout on Thursday to serve as an emergency. And he was, and of course, he's 36 years old. And he played four seasons at Western. And he was about, kind of about 500 with a record with an 875 save percentage of 344 goals against. But of course, he came in, what, 7 for 7 on saves? And of course, I think he ended up earn and he ended up earning a lot of respect from the fans and his teammates, and I think that's something that he'll remember for forever. And he was also the first star of the night uh, for the game. But this was not the first time the Blackhawks have had to dress an emergency goaltender, as Eric Samborski in 2016 had to dress 
but he didn't get to play. So Foster did. So hats off to Mr. Foster for having to step in. Not, not the best of situations, but he did his job, helped secure a win. So I think that's definitely a bright spot for all Blackhawks fans to look at, is that they basically had to bring in some Joe Blow off the street to play goalie and ended up with, helping them win a game. Well, I don't know if he's Joe Blow off the streets. He had to be. I mean, they gave him a tryout. Obviously, as an yeah, emergency, emergency yeah, goalie, he's, no, your, he's normally up up in the press box, or so to speak, or the media well, dining area was, and eating. And then when, when I believe the, the, the other goalie got hurt, they're like, hey, you need to suit up. But I'm sure they just didn't say, hey, dude, you want to be uh, a goaltend tonight? And Well, you have to remember <laughs> that the Blackhawks have been dealing with a lot of Goalie injuries. I mentioned yeah. Corey Crawford. He's mm-hmm. out for the year. Yep. Forsberg has had to play. I, mean, I know Jeff Glass was another one who saw some time and had some good moments, but I think he hasn't been able to play. And then Gilia had to got recalled, and he was actually supposed to start tonight mm-hmm. against the Colorado Avalanche. But of course, he. I don't know if that's going to get pushed back if. Mr. Foster will end up doing that tonight, or if uh, if Anton Forsberg will be healthy to go, who knows? But I mean, it's de- I think that's definitely a bright spot for all Blackhawks fans. Take a look at some of the stat leaders as the season's winding down. Give a call out to Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers as he ends up becoming the first Oiler, I believe since Wayne Gretzky to post consecutive 100-point seasons as he leads the NHL in scoring with 103 points. And he's pretty much well in control of the race for Art Ross Trophy. Nikita Kucherov second with 97. Evgeny Malkin and Claude Giroux tied for third with 93. Nathan McKinnon of the Avalanche rounds out the top five with 92 points. In the goal-scoring department, the Rocket Richard race is probably going to come down right to the very end as Alex Ovechkin leads that with 45 goals, followed by Line A with 43, Evgeny Malkin 42, McDavid 41, and Eric Stahl. This guy who was who ended up signing in Minnesota a couple of years ago, was say, everyone was saying it was on the back nine of his career. Well, he's had a nice renaissance, 40 goals this season for Stahl. So I think that's a big reason why the Wild have kind of hung around a playoff spot. Currently sitting third place in the Central as I'll get to standings momentarily. He's currently tied for fifth with William Carlson of the Vegas Golden Knights. Goaltending leaders. There's right now Marc-Andre Fleury, 2.15 goals against average. Pecorine, 2.25. Connor Hellebuck, 2.38. Jonathan Quick, 2.38. Those are some guys I think you'll see he making a case for Vesna. Flurry also second behind Carter Hutton with a .931 save percentage. And as I also mentioned, Hellebuck with his 9.23. Andre Vasilevsky of the Lightning leads with wins with 42, followed by Pecorine, 41. Hellebuck, 40. Sergey Bobrovsky and Freddie Anderson tied for fourth with 36. And Rene leads with shutout, leads with shutouts with eight, with followed by Vasilevsky seven, Hellebuck six, Bobrovsky and Anderson five each. 
going to look at the standings. As we've got a couple more teams you can throw up an X next to. One of them happens to be the Washington Capitals, who clinched a spot with a loss by the Florida Panthers last night. Well, well, yep. let's not get too excited about the, the Washington Capitals, because we all know I'm what's going to uh, happen. They're going to lose in the second round. Probably, yes, we know. So David, the man got here, is Pittsburgh Penguins, but I'm only stating that they clinched the playoff spot. Right now they have 99 points, a five-point cushion over David's Penguins. So, fans who have 94 points. Oh, it's the Columbus Blue Jackets in third with 93. Have they clinched? Uh, no, they have not. I believe the Penguins currently hold an eight-point cushion over the first team out, which would be the Florida Panthers. So I th- I would say that the Penguins have four games remaining. The Panthers have six games remaining. So I would say probably another couple of wins by Pittsburgh, c- coupled with a couple losses by the Panthers. And they will be in. The same can be said for the Blue Jackets. The Wa and I should mention the two wild card teams right now are the Philadelphia Flyers with 92 points and the New Jersey Devils with 89. Over in the Atlantic Division, Boston Bruins have taken over first place in the Atlantic from the Lightning after beating them last night. And they have 107 points. Tampa with 106. The Toronto Maple Leafs also clinched a playoff spot last night. With Florida's overtime loss to the Ottawa Senators. So, Toronto going to the playoffs in consecutive seasons for the first time, probably since the early 2000s. And first team out is the Panthers. They are three points out of a wild card spot. And the Carolina Hurricanes, still mathematically alive, but a loss to the Capitals tonight, and it's lights out for them. And, of course, the New York Rangers and New York Islanders were eliminated this week from playoff contention. I won't go through the rest of the East. Over in the Central Division, the National Predators have built up a seven-point lead, 111 points over the Winnipeg Jets, who have 104. The Predators ever so close to locking up the Central Division. Jets are currently looking to possibly lock up home ice in the first round. Minnesota Wild sitting in third place with 96 points. In the Pacific, another team you could throw up the X next to is those Vegas Golden Knights. They clinched the playoff spot this week. And of course, as I mentioned, team that did not even exist at this time last year. This is probably this has to be the best story in the NHL. Whether you're a Golden Knights fan or not, you have to give everybody in that organization from GM George McPhee to head coach Gerard Glock, all the players, they have had a phenomenal year. You're getting into the playoffs in year one. And, of course, right now they're currently going for a Pacific Division crown. They currently hold a five-point edge over the San Jose Sharks, who have 98 points. The LA Kings currently sit in third with 93 wildcard spots right now in the West. The St. Louis Blues back in the playoffs right now. The season would end today. 91 points tied with the Anaheim Ducks with the same total. And the Colorado Avalanche only a point out 
it's going to be a fight to the finish for that last wild card spot between St. Louis, Anaheim, and Colorado. Dallas Stars have fallen five points out, and unless something crazy happens, I don't expect them to get in. Calgary Flames were the most recent Western Conference team eliminated, and I won't go through the rest of the West because all those teams' seasons will be over come April 7th. Get the vacuum cleaner out for them. Well, we can get the, the vacuum cleaner out for them um, when the season is officially over. I mean, think about it. Almost all of the um, our Blackhawks are out. The Red Wings are out. I mean, it's, when it's a pro, we will do it. Yes. So that will do it for my power play on this. Wait, wait, wait. Good. wait no, stop. Because you, you know that the show is going to be on air on Saturday. And I can tell yes. you about dating. All right, so I'll say that'll do it for my power play on this day before Easter, Saturday, the 31st day of March in the year of our Lord, 2018. Exactly, Frank. And by the way, some of these teams, can they be risen again, though? Can they rise from not making the playoffs to maybe next year being, as you like to say, not a dumpster fire or boner jam theater? I would say there are some teams that can, but there's going to have to be Right, like I, I always say, they will need to have the right people in the right places to make the right moves. So basically, would you say the Red Wing season was this? Oh! <laughs> yeah, that might be an understatement. No, oh, okay. I mean, I know. If that... I, I, if I kind of expected it. Oh, you expected it, huh? Yes. Uh, I mean, that would probably describe your Blackhawks, though, as I thought they would make the playoffs, but unfortunately. They, I think what re- what was really their undoing was Corey Crawford getting hurt, and I think everything just went to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, and then, like you said, on April 8th, a lot of teams will be doing that afterwards, and it'll be the Red Wings. Unfortunately, this kind of stinks that the Red Wings or the Blackhawks are not in the playoffs. Uh, and the and I have to mention the Montreal Canadiens oh, wow. as well, because that the is Blue the first Bloods. Yeah, that that would be the first time that those three original six teams are not in the playoffs. I know that's the first time that the Wings and Blackhawks haven't yeah, been in the playoffs 669. since 1969. Right. But I have to go back further to see when the Wings, Blackhawks, and Canadians all were not in. I probably I want to say Teddy Roosevelt era, maybe. Uh, this might it might be the first time since the the NHL was founded. Yeah, that could, that could be. I mean, I don't know. That, that, that's don't probably have... a long time. Way before the goalie probably even wore a mask. Oh, wait, that would have been way before the goalie wore a mask because I did happen to see a picture on Twitter of former Red Wings goalie Terry Sawchuk. How he looked before wearing a mask, and let's just say that he he looked like a Frankenstein monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I guess that's how you would say it. But yeah, that that's like I said, that's good job, uh, Frank, with the with your uh, power play here on eighty eight point three WXUT. And uh, anything else? I mean, through the off season, do you think the Red Wings could possibly, possibly get rid of Holland? I am not gonna. I'm not counting on it at all. I mean, if they, if they get rid of them, it would be an absolute miracle at this point. And it sounds like they're also. Blip- bringing Jeff Blasher back, which I think is another mistake as well, because it's pretty clear that he's not cut out to be an NHL coach. 
Has but anyone again, asked you, Frank, about the, the listen to your power plays? Have they just come up and said, you know, Frank, I, I think you're a Red Wings hater? People come at me on social media and I tell them, hey, that's just the, it's just the truth about the team. You don't like it, go somewhere else. I think you need to put up another fiery debate up on there, and then we can get a whole bunch of comments from Frank and friends. Because we love reading the comments, because there's a lot of passionate Red Wing fans out there. Yeah, but I mean, I think even the, even the most diehard of fans is really starting to cut turn against the team. And I mean, you even look at the five dollar holler arena. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of fans. Day, yeah, they are. They it is. It is almost. It's pretty. It's pretty empty there yeah it is pretty empty there but guess what you get to talk about your lowly tigers though uh, i actually have that game on my computer is that so where I the background was... sound was coming from i noticed that your, no, your stuff I... is cleared up now you, after mccumber came off the, the phone line you've been a uh, crystal clear uh, I mean, maybe maybe it was because I had I had Ryan on there and I was trying to talk to you. That could have been something to do with it, but you know it. No, no, it's no biggie. I actually have the game on mute right now on YouTube TV. And last I checked, the Pirates led three to two, which well, is David well, the man of God Harris's team. Well, you know, on the bright side, at least the well, the Tigers actually are losing three to two, but on the top of the six, though. Well, I'm. Um, I just I just maybe tuned in for a little bit just to see what was going on, but, but you, I do not have as high like, expectations. As you like to put it, boner jam theater. Well, I don't. I'm not so sure it's going to be like a comedy of errors that were with the Brad Ausmus clown show. Oh, here we go. But I don't. But again, I think I don't think Ron Garden High. I think the game is passed Ron Garden higher by. I mean, they don't really. This, and I don't think this team has very much either. They don't have, they're not, this isn't a young team like the White Sox who have a lot of young talent or even like the Yankees from a couple years ago who were not, were not that, weren't that good, but they had a lot of young, they had lots of young guys who played hard, were talented, just needed to get experience and get better. And I think that's paid dividends. I think the White Sox will be kind of a sleeper team in the AL Central, even though I think that division begins and ends with the Cleveland Indians. It could be, but we'll have talk about baseball and more as the uh, season keeps going on as we've got to bring out the A-team. But Frank, once again, another on-fire power play for you. So uh, anything else, Frank? Uh, that'll do it for my power play. I mean, on the other side, I might give a couple, just a couple of thoughts on the uh, the final four okay well we'll have another segment coming up with frank bashner on the final four as uh it's michigan Loyola, chicago kansas and villanova in the final four i'm actually right now watching cbs sports uh road to the final four and uh, they're showing some of the kansas practice but once again frank's power play you can always listen to us on soundcloud and on itunes after for the review we'll be, we're the a team here on 88.3 wxut when we return talk a little bit about the final four with frank bastion here <laughs> 